This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Welcome to AutoCorrect. We're helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. So in addition to helping you with your car questions, we want to help you understand gasoline. Um, What's E10, E15, E85? What's the difference between uh, premium and regular octane gas? So uh, you can give us a call this morning. Our number is one 877 MPB ring that's 18776727464 and our uh, email is auto at mpbonline.org. How are you doing, Allison? Great, great. You good? I'm good. We were talking about the the though we were talking about the weather and yeah. how lovely it is. It's awesome. <laughs> Not having to work in the heat is amazing. So. See that? I, I guess you and I both have very different non Thursday at 10 a.m. jobs because. Yeah. At my office, it is cold all the time, and I have to wear a sweater to work all the time. I even have a quilt and a throw blanket in my office. I saw that this morning. (laughs) And a little heater. (laughs) And a little heater. Yeah, you never know which one you're going to need. And you're... In the fresh air, sort of, kind of fresh. Burning up in the summer, and every mechanic out there knows what I'm talking about. You about die in shops. They do not have air conditioning. I don't know why. So we should appreciate you even more. Yes. We really should. That's why we're grumpy. Uh, That just really gave me a new perspective. So uh, we're going to go ahead. We've even got a phone call. So we are going to go to Clark County. David has called in. David, thanks for calling in. Autocorrect. Hey, Liz. Hey, Allison. Hello. Remember I had the uh, Nissan pickup in South Carolina, and uh, it sounded like there was a rock hung up in the front end? Yeah, you were were worried about their uh, diagnostics abilities. Oh well, that that that's that, that's bizarre. That it was sur- I hate the word surreal, but I have to use that. Well, it was it was an injector in the in the eighth cylinder. So when I drove it from from South Carolina to Meridian, uh, it sounded the motor sounded the better description would be the motor sounded like it was making popcorn. Well, it sat in there for three weeks and one day. Allison, they didn't do what you said. They didn't send a technician. It took them three weeks to send a technician to look at my truck. It just sat in there, and they they revved it up and ran the air conditioner for three weeks, and they finally sent me this. 
I was talking to Canadians for two and a half weeks, and 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 finally he said, uh, "Hey, do you want us to send a uh, a Nissan technician, a, a certified technician, or an agnostic technician?" And I said, uh, "Yeah, man, you can send whoever you want. Send the state militia, eleven Roman gladiators, the ghost of Steve McQueen." I said, "Would you please fix my truck?" Well, they sent me a bald-headed Texan. It took him three weeks, and he gets there, and all he said, he plugged into my truck, and he talks to people on the phone. So this whole three weeks, you just talking to customer service people, and they don't tell you anything, and you can't talk to a technician. Like, the, the technicians, they're like virgins that are locked up in a monastery in Ontario, Canada or something. So you're talking to these customer service people, and they're not telling you anything. So he gets there, and we're standing next to my new truck, and it sounds like it's making popcorn. And he just, I left, and they just put an injector in. They they danced around that eight-cylinder for three weeks, and it was either put an injector in it or put a new engine in it. Now, what kind of diagnostic analysis is that? Well, to me, what that's pretty much saying is, can people please go out and be really good techs? There's a market for it. There's not enough of us or people who are interested in that that could have gotten to that problem quicker. And that that could have been a situation where your everyday mechanic was like, well, we can't figure that out. You know, we don't know how to put it on the computer and scan it. And... So that's kind of like where you're having where people are really need to, to learn their book skills and get ASC certified and learn how to do that. And it would have taken it should have taken not long at all to figure that out on a well, computer. At first, it was a coil. When I, when I drove it into the shop and they plugged it up, they said it was a coil in the eighth cylinder. And then. And then they it took them four or five days to get apart, and then after that it was just dead time. But all this time that this is going on, I'm looking at twenty five dollars a day for a rental car because because I live out in the country, so it ran up to six hundred dollars. But after I was on your show on the twentieth, somebody called them from America, called the dealership. And then they called Enterprise, and they said, we got to help this guy. But I knew it wasn't the Canadians, but I didn't know who it was. So this whole time, I'm just messing with these Canadians about this rental car payment. And then Enterprise had already told me that Nissan was going to pay for it. But at the end... Nobody knew anything about it. The dealership said, no, if you want your truck back, you're going to have to pay $600. So he called me at 3.30 in the afternoon expecting me to It's 60 miles to Meridian. So I went to Meridian. I turned my car in. But on the way, he told me, no, man. He said, you don't have to pay for it. He said, he said Nissan's going to pay for it. But I feel sorry for some, some poor woman that's got a career and some kids and a commute to make and her cars and her brand new vehicles in the shop and it's tore up and they're insinuating I finally figured out where Nissan is coming from when you drive a new car off their lot they don't know what you've done to it they don't know if you're hauling elephants for the circus or you're or you put E85 gas in it. The, the Meridian technician, he even mentioned that. He mentioned me putting I said, E85 gas? I said, what is that? I said, where do you get that? And he said, uh, oh, well, I don't know where you've been. So, you know, don't insinuate I put the wrong fuel in my truck unless you're holding a fuel sample. Yeah. So the guy from Texas. 
Oh, okay. David, we are so glad that you finally got your truck back. Hooray! Yeah. And and Allison, I hope you have uh, encouraged a whole new uh, set of individuals who are looking for a job. Please, yeah. There's definitely a market for good mechanics out there, like, big time. And you can ask any mechanic that for one for for to do exactly what he had a hard time finding you know or the shop had a hard time getting someone that actually is that could do that and in your average dealership they don't particularly have people that do that because they're not dealing with that kind of problem over and over as in a you know an independent shop who is constantly dealing with old cars that have all these little weird problems and they put it and they know how to read that stuff on the computer a lot quicker than your dealership who's dealing with all the most new cars all the time that don't have all the problems. You know, Allison, I wonder if if I had had this show, because we listened to the radio a lot when I was growing up, and if I had had this show when I was growing up, I honestly thought about taking uh, the auto class at our school, but you know, there weren't very many girls who did that. And it also, if you were a uh, an A student, you were put in different classes. And I, I think intelligent people can succeed and be whatever your definition of successful is in any single uh, line of business. And uh, I, I could have been a mechanic. I never thought about that. I didn't. There wasn't a female role model that I grew up with that I was heading that direction. Everyone I knew in the automotive industry were guys, right. period, that were my idols, that were right. journalistic, car right. driver and stuff like that. It's all, all guys. You, never you've got to me. start having role models as people. And uh, if, if uh, you don't see someone who looks like you doing what you want to do, well, then look for what is common, you know. If it's a living, breathing human, just kind of follow them along. Yeah. And so maybe I, I, I've actually, the, the uh, women that I've known that have done work on their own cars or, or, or mechanics are pretty good. Well, I used to love helping out my dad. Let's go ahead. And before we take our next break, let's go to Osaka and talk to Kathleen. Thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect, Kathleen. Hi. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Great. I have a, a problem, and I don't understand it, which is pretty normal when it concerns a car. Uh, I have to keep filling my power steering up with power steering fluid. Any ideas on what it could be? Um, just anywhere in your power steering system. Um, so that could be your rack and pinion that's leaking and where the seals have messed up on the inside and or a hose or uh, it's going to be somewhere up in there. And one thing that prevents it is doing your power steering flushes because when that fluid breaks down, it starts breaking down the seals inside of your system and that's where power steering leaks can come from. But uh-huh. what you do, uh, one way to diagnose it is you, you put your car up on jacks and you put the fluid in there and then you turn the steering wheel back and forth and look to see where it's coming out of so that you know where it's at, whether it's a hose and um, or whether it's the rack and pinion itself. If it's a hose on most cars, it's pretty easy to fix. So rack and pinions can be a lot more involved. Some cars are kind of easy, but yeah. a lot of them, especially front wheel drive, it's, it's a lot more involved. So, so if I took it to a shop and tell them my power steering is, leak, uh, is leaking, they should have an idea of where to go. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, okay. That's an easy one. I just needed to clear that up. (laughs) That's an easy one, thankfully. I I got a classic 94 Safari, so uh, (laughs) I I can finally qualify for my antique tags. I don't have to pay that anymore, so I'm going to keep it around for a second vehicle. Okay, great. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in, Kathleen. We're going to take our first break, and con- we'll continue to take our your phone calls. And also, when we get back, is your car under recall? We'll have a list of the ones that have uh, been issued for this past week. And uh, give us a call. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can also send us an email. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, known on social media as the Lady Auto Mechanic. I am Liz Gill. Hey, if you can't listen to our show all the way through live, uh, find our podcast. I like to listen to podcasts. Um, I'm doing Needlepoint. It's a Christmas surprise for someone in my family. And if I have the TV on, well, first off, I'm so old, I have to take my glasses off to do the Needlepoint to see it. So then I can't see it far away. So I like to listen to podcasts that way. There are so many different podcasts to listen to, and AutoCorrect is a great one. Uh, Speaking of listening to AutoCorrect, we want to tell you each week about the new recalls. So if you want to find out specifically about your car, you can go to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration website, the nhtsa.gov slash recall, and it'll tell you about your car in particular. But this last week, recalls were issued for the 1718 Ford GT sports cars, uh, some models of the 910 Mazda 6 sedans, the 1718 Kia Nitro hybrid hatchbacks, the 10 to 14 Subaru legacy sedans and Outback wagons equipped with manual transmission which I have on my car because I kind of think of it as an anti-theft device. Sweet. (laughs) And the 1014 Toyota Prius hybrids and model year 1214 Prius V hybrids. We need to rally your car. Are I, you okay with that, Liz? I think I would. Well, it's, it's, it's just like a month old right now, but Perfect. that's another thing. Allison, I think, by the, by, okay, here we go. Here's my statement. Everybody listen. Jay White, our engineer for today, keep me honest on this. In the next 12 months, I want to do autocross rally with Allison. Woo! <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. I need to yell into I, I so would happy. absolutely love to do that. I want to do that. Yes! 
I want to do that. All right. Well, there's one left for this year. Well, so the, then you'll be next uh, okay. season. All right. And um, that starts in about April. Then I can be in the points. The points chase. <laughs> you can. Okay. All right. Oh, if you Let's don't do go. it now, I'll be mad. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, no. Oh, 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 oh. I'm competitive. If Sweet. I said I'm going to do it, Sweet. I'm going to do it. Come beat me. All right. Let's go. Uh, in Jackson, let's go to Dorothy. Thanks for calling into AutoCorrect. Yes. Uh, I have a 2012 uh, Cadillac DTS and the... The the potholes in Jackson are very bad, and the uh, shock has torn uh, my hood, uh, a hole in my hood. It's just coming up. Uh, before I take it to the mechanic, uh, could it be shocks or could it be something else? I, I've heard of them busting through the strut tower and totaling a car out when that happens. Um, but making it all the way, th- I do, you're not, you can't drive this car like that. Am I correct? Are you driving this I car? Can, I, I can drive it, but you know, know. It, it, it just keeps jumping up, jumping up, jumping up. Uh, the, um, the off steering wheel is, um, hard to govern. So, uh, the potholes are so bad in Jackson until I was just wondering if it could be the potholes that has caused the um, shocks to go up through the hood. Oh, yeah, it can, but I've never heard them going up through the hood just damaging the the actual frame that they're bolted on onto the car that where the the struts bolt on up under your hood i couldn't see you even remotely being able to drive the car if it had made it all the way through the hood by now so it's maybe something else is going on but it I'm, is going through the hood but thank you so much for taking my call you're welcome dorothy sorry you're having that problem huh Yes. Our uh, our uh, also driving expert uh, Jay White had wondered if maybe the 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 shocks going up and down caused something else to go up through the hood. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Something else going on. Well, I hope. Uh, I don't know, maybe the, the the jarring of the car bouncing up and down is causing something close underneath the hood. Like maybe what connects the hood to the car to push up through the hood. Yeah, something else is going on. Maybe the hood where it attaches itself has come loose off yeah. the frame of the car or something like that. Where it's welded in or bolted in. As we say, bless your heart, Dorothy, and I hope uh, I hope you can get that fixed. All right, let's go to Tupelo. Josh, we're so glad that you've called in today to autocorrect. Go ahead. Uh, yes. In my car, it's a Volvo XC90. Over the last couple of months, it's developed like a plastic-on-plastic, plastic, maybe squeaking noise when I make a hard left or right turn. I'm just trying to see what I can possibly do about that, or is it just take it to a mechanic and see what's going on? Um, yeah, you can uh, try to find where it's at with silicone spray. And one thing you can do is put your car up on jacks. And what you want to do is shoot a spot one at a time until, like, where your ball joints are. Anything that's turning with your well, tires. No, it's not like it's coming from, like, the steering wheel itself. It's not exterior. It's, like, internally Interior. in the steering wheel. Uh, you still might could spray some silicone around there somewhere. And I mean, silicone or uh, maybe just some, try to get some white lithium grease, something that's going to be a little more 
tactile. I've always heard silicone for squeaks, so um, that's is that the same thing as WD forty? No. Oh, okay. WD is is uh, what is it? Water dissipating WD. Oh. So it basically just takes water oh, away from okay. it. So it doesn't All lube. Right. Okay. So it's silicone spray. Okay. Lubricant. Yeah. Thank you. So just try the silicone because it's not external. It's just right here in the steering column sounds. Inside your steering column. I would try that maybe. Or you know where you, you change the height of your steering wheel? Just kind of mm-hmm. maybe spray around there and move it around and see if it's something's loosening. That just helps out. Something maybe has gone loose in it. What year did you say it was? It's 2008. Yeah, with an older vehicle like that, maybe something's just loose. Maybe a bolt or some part of your. Uh, Liz is saying alignment. Um, I no, no, I don't think so. But it has that plastic on rubber kind of sound. Yeah, and I know that's probably very irritating. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so, um, I'll just get some heavy duty silicone and see if that helps. That's what I would try. All right, thank you. You're welcome. All right, Josh, We good luck with that. Let's uh, go now to Hattiesburg. Joe, go ahead, Joe, you're calling autocorrect. Yeah, hey, good morning. I got a question. I bought a vehicle for my wife, and it says use premium gas only. What's the big deal? Can you use unleaded? Is it going to hurt it? Use premium. If it says use premium, and the reason is because your engine will probably knock if you don't do that because of the way it's set up, the compression ratio. So what car is it she has? An Infiniti. Yeah, that's a higher, um, uh, just a, a, a more powerful engine, and they're set up different, and they have to have the premium or they'll knock. And that's on most of your higher-end cars where your compression ratio is different. And it's just to keep it from knocking. And it, okay. you actually get a little better gas mileage and plus some of the other benefits of premium gas, so definitely do it if it calls okay. for thank it. thank you. You're very welcome. All right, well, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Well, Joe, that completely leads us to our topic today. Uh, if you've got a question, we'd love to take your call. Our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four. But we are talking about gasoline today, and uh, yeah, the octane rating. That's what's the difference between uh, premium and regular unleaded gasoline. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to have on our website. It's a sheet from the U.S. Department of Energy. Uh, it's their fueleconomy.gov is a website talking about the the octane rating. Um, Eighty seven is regular. And uh, mid-grade is 88 to 90, and 91 to 94 is premium. And uh, some cars, they say, uh, I've never had a car that had. <laughs> One of the coworkers has said, you know, right when she opens her, her uh, the door to the, the gas tank, it says, use premium only. Yeah, that uh, that's what some manufacturers recommend, and, and that's who should use premium 100 percent. and if you have a turbo or supercharged car definitely do that and then yeah yeah it's those those high performance cars really need it um if you use a lower 
octane than is required from your fuel. The U.S. Department of Energy says that's what can make the the knocking or the pinging sounds. Yeah, because it'll explode faster and it'll pre-ignite and then knock on your engine. Allison, it's like you already know all of this. <laughs> I read it to refresh my memory, and that's some very good information that you're putting yeah. out there for everyone. So y'all check that out. It's and um, for uh, the higher octane does cost more. Uh, so uh, it, the premium gas does cost more. But uh, uh, if you want to... If you want to have that in your car, if you have the high-performance car, the premium is really recommended. But for other cars, it probably won't make much of a difference. If you it won't just make have any a, difference, particularly depending on what you're trying to do. And you might get a little bit of gas mileage increase. Mm-hmm. And over the length of the time you have the car, maybe run a little cleaner. But it's not. It's such a minute difference. It's not worth but it. But they, they put those warnings on your car and they're for reals. <laughs> they are for reals. <laughs> if so your car reals. says it wants premium gas, go ahead. You sure, usually know. Make sure your car gets some premium gas. It's All right. Let's take uh, Craig from Biloxi before we take our break. Go ahead, Craig. Thanks for calling AutoCorrect. Okay, yeah, my uh, friend bought a used school bus and had to call me about adding oil to that, and uh, it took me a while to find out, but it said some of that oil will cause the uh, copper bearings to disintegrate if you don't put the right oil in there. I didn't know I was a bus mechanic. Have you called the right show? Craig, I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Well, well, diesel, that's a, that's a really big car. Okay. They put everything right. in one thing. <laughs> I'm not a diesel mechanic, and I don't know that much about them. I know I really like them. but now, Diesel and, engines yeah. are, are yeah. different pretty, from gasoline engines? They're pretty different. They're oh, okay. Pre- pretty different. There's a lot of differences. The alternator, same. The water pump's the same. Some of your uh, power steering and stuff like that. But your internals on your engine are, are different. It's a different setup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, what I found was that they had some design, special designations. I didn't know if they, you know, they taught anything about that in uh, ASE school. No, you have to go specifically to diesel mechanic school for that. And I went to auto, um, but I'm I'm glad you said this. Well, I, yeah, Craig, we're yeah. glad that you you brought this up. Uh, it uh, reminds us that uh, diesel cars are completely different from uh, gasoline cars. I, I like to watch the Amazing Race, and one year, uh, one episode, three different cars. They were in like Saudi Arabia or something. They were diesel cars in each of the three couples put regular gas in it. <gasps> oh, no. And yeah. they all Ooh. three broke down with the camera crews inside. Uh, one of them wow. was an old guy, and he, he, he knew how to drain the gas out. So he drained it out and put in regular. But the other two guys, one of them had gotten stopped at a service station, and then another one had to get a tow in. Did it work when he put the diesel yeah. back in it and it worked fine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. All right. Well, we're going to take our next break. We're going to talk about some website apps to help you drive. Uh, don't forget our phone number is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. And here is a cartoon for your drive today. Shoebox full of old 
I'll tear each one till I feel better and I won't look back cause I don't like the view. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert, and I'm Liz Gill, who is not an expert, but I drive a car, so there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you download our app, the MPB Media app, at the Google Play for Android and iTunes Store for Apple products. So now we're going to talk about an app that uh, you could use to help you drive, and it's Waze. That's one of these apps that um, people report. You know, if there's construction here or uh, if there police, yeah, ahead. if there's police ahead or something, so it's an app, and I guess it, it tracks where you are, and everybody else who has the Waze app, it tracks where they are. Um, but one thing that's it, I find interesting is uh, sometimes cities have to report to the app, quit it, because they'll take a shortcut through a neighborhood, and you know, people will speed or something, and it's a shortcut, but it's through a neighborhood, and the neighbors don't like it. I so, didn't know that. Anyway, Waze, that uh, is uh, an app for driving, if anybody's interested. All right, well, we have got a full phone line, so let's go ahead and go to William in Brandon. William, thanks for calling into AutoCorrect. Thank you. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. Yes, ma'am. Uh, my question is, I have a 05 Dodge Dakota. And my air conditioner went out, and I ordered one of those offline refurbished air conditioners. And uh, it, the air works fine, but the problem is when you first cut it on, it makes a loud squeaking noise for about five minutes, and then it stops. What could that possibly be? That's that's just your drive belt, and usually uh, on an 05 Dakota, I'm assuming it's got a tensioner on it. Um or either you can tighten it manually so you can tighten it or what I do when I've got a squealy belt car come in and it's on a tensioner system like a serpentine um, I go ahead and replace the belt and then if it still squeals then you know it's the tensioner but a lot of times it's the belt's already past due and it's stretched a little bit so when that compressor's first turning on it's just it's squealing on that belt that's what i'm assuming you can look at your compressor your ac compressor that you put on and and i don't know if you can or you could 
you could take your belt off and turn everything and make sure everything's turning loosely. Nothing's um, sticking on the car on the as far as the pulleys go. But that's what I would recommend is seeing if you could tighten that, that drive belt first. And if you can't, uh-huh. just go ahead and replace it. Because at a, a 2005, you may, it may have been a long time since you've replaced that drive belt. Yeah, it has been. <laughs> like, <You> never. <laughs> <laughs> like never. Like <laughs> never. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. William, we appreciate you calling in. And uh, this just reminds folks to follow the maintenance schedule for your vehicle. For But now vehicles, it seems like they're lasting longer than the maintenance schedules list in the cars. We, we don't know yet. This world standard fluid and stuff, that's a big debate with um, car mechanics and everything. And uh, analysis has shown that it wears out. It's not lifelong, and but we've, we're only just now starting to deal with those problems and starting to see those cars where they started putting this lifelong fluid in. Okay, are just now getting to ten and fifteen years old. Right, where you're starting to see transmission problems come up. So. It can say, don't change your fluid, and oh, I've seen that on okay. Toyo- at Toyota in the owner's uh-huh. manual. It says, right. only do it under special conditions. Oh, okay. And then it'll say, then you do it at 60000 okay. That's just an example of one car company. So, But in my head, all fluids go bad at some point. Right. So you must know when to change them, well, and they're and, different. And different make sure change at different times. you have a good uh, ASC certified mechanic who can peek at your car from time to time yeah. to make sure everything's going good. Yep. All right. Our number is one eight seven seven. 672-7464 if you've got an automotive question. Uh, but right now it is Gene's uh, turn from Dancy. Thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. Well, thank you for taking my call. Well, we're so glad you called in. I drive an 06 Buick Rendezvous and when I back it out of the garage and go to turn, the power steering starts making a little grumbling noise. So I'm wondering, I checked the fluid and it looked okay, so I'm wondering if my pump's starting to go out or why it's growling when I cut the wheel real sharp to back it. Yeah, your pump's probably trying to go out on you. They'll start making a lot of noise and they'll they'll growl when they're when they're acting up. If you've got fluid in there, that's good, and it can you can actually be circulating, just not circulating enough. And um, also, you have a pressure switch on there that that could be acting up and not getting your pressures right. But uh, all right, that's usually well, I'll what have to direction. get all that checked out. Yes, indeed. Please. Thank you so very much. You're very welcome. Uh, we're so glad you called in, uh, Jean. Let's now go to uh, Larry from Edwards. Thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect, Larry. Thank you for taking my call. I have a 97 GMC pickup that I bought from my uncle uh, at about 70,000 miles. I put another 40,000 miles on it. I have had to replace the electronic coil three times in 40,000 miles. You'll be driving down the road and it'll just die on you and you, it won't, it'll turn over, but it won't fire. And that's what it is. It's, in fact, I keep a spare in my truck. <laughs> what's, what's causing that? I'm just going to ask a couple questions on that. But um, when your spark plug starts, the gap starts widening on it, your coal has to work harder to make that spark bridge that gap and can wear your coals out. So that's a good reason to do your spark plugs on time. A lot of people will let it go a little bit further, and then their coals end up going out here and there. 
because oh, they're okay. working harder. Right. Um, that's one thing. And then the other thing I would question, if you've had it happen that much, I'd be more interested in, Are you? do you have some resistance in the ground for that coil? Is there something going on with the wiring that's making that coil not act right? That's what I would be wondering. Well, my son had one a few years ago, basically a, a, almost the same vehicle, and he had the same problem with it. Is it something that's just peculiar to the GMC pickups? I, I've not heard of any other vehicles doing that. I, have, I haven't particularly heard of it either, but I'm not familiar with that particular problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would I would be, because I, I have been um, familiar with the, quite a few GMC trucks that just have electrical problems in general. Th- those types of trucks, that, that big, hard body uh, Chevy truck, just, just weird different electrical problems. Um, and I'll see them driving down the road without brake lights and stuff like that and other, other problems going on, missing. So... Um, yeah, they they do tend to have a little electric problem. That's why I'd wonder if maybe just something something in the wiring has messed up. Not the actual coal itself, but something in the wiring that would need to be addressed and fixed. Okay, thank you. You're very welcome. All right, and Larry, also don't forget, uh, we talked about recalls. NHTSA.gov slash recall. You can put your VIN number in to check for any recalls on your car. May, you know, I, and that I, old I th- car, I'd be surprised. I, I, well, wouldn't it? I don't know how often, how often, how long, how long they keep. Ooh, ooh, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's have some fun. We'll get an old VIN number. I have an old, <laughs> I'll check an old VIN number to see how often they, they change the heck, how often they keep that up. All right, let's go next. We have uh, John, John from Batesville. Thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Um, I got a Pontiac, and it, 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 the problem we're having with that is when we're going, driving down the highway and you give it fuel to, pa- to pass a car, it's, it starts to die out. Um, uh, is it the, Could it be the fuel pump or the injectors, or what, what could it be? I don't know without checking that for sure. If, if it's dying like that, well, it, that, it, just, it just kind of it, it doesn't die or it's not dying. Of, yeah, bogging yeah. bogging down. That could be like your catalytic converter stopped. is getting stopped up. Uh, that could be your fuel pump st- on its way to dying a little bit because um, yeah, the they tend to taper the, off. Passengers in the back seat so they can hear hear something buzzing, uh, and the, I guess the fuel pump is in the in the tank in the back, isn't it? Yes. Let me throw this out there, and I don't think this is going to fix the problem. I will say that. But um, Pontiac, that's an older car. It's probably got a fuel filter on the outside of the tank that you can replace. I don't know if that would would help out, but the, it may be a little bit too far gone where it's already stressed the fuel pump too much. But that's what happens when you don't replace the fuel filter. The fuel filter won't stop the car, but it'll make your fuel pump work a lot harder and make it go out. So well, we, that's we just that one thing. That well, that's something to check. But with, honestly, without sitting there looking at the car and kind of looking at some other things, I wouldn't know exactly where to point you exactly what direction. I don't know if, if something else is going on with it. I'd have uh-huh. to kind of look at it further. Well, we'll check the fuel, the fuel filter first. Okay. Okay, ma'am. Well, thank that. you. Have a good day. You're welcome. You too. All right. Now it's time for us to take our next break. Uh, When we come back from our break, we'll talk about what's in the news. Self-driving cars. Would you ride in one? 
What about you, Allison? Did you ride let in me, a self-driving car? Let me tell car? you this. I used to hate the idea of it being a driver girl. Yeah. You know, I love to drive. But then I thought about, I think I might trust more computers than I do all these people texting ah. and Facebooking while they're driving. There so, you go. Our like number it. to call is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's one 672 7464 and our email is auto at mpbonline.org. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. All right. Thanks for listening to AutoCorrect. We're glad you've tuned in. Uh, If you miss any of our program, uh, please listen to our whole show online at mpbonline.org slash autocorrect. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with uh, the lady auto mechanic, as she's known on social media, Allison Walker, uh, ASE certified mechanic. So in today's USA Today, uh, testers praise self-driving car as uh, slow and steady. In Phoenix, you can get a ride. The The company is Waymo. That's part of Google. And it has a self-driving car that I guess you can uh, hitch a ride on or rent kind of like a like a zip car or something. And they said it's kind of like driving with your grandma. Uh, mm-hmm. They're extra safe and slow. Um, <laughs> and so you're a little nervous driving with grandma. But they seem to have liked it. And so I, I think that would be so interesting, especially for people who, you know, want to go somewhere, uh, don't want to rent a car and drive themselves. I think about, um, it, you know, it may be a good thing at first, but the cost of the car, it's going to drive the cost of cars up if people are demanding these. And that's something to think about. And then say the car has been wrecked and fixed and yeah. say something is some wiring is running off a yeah. little bit and it reads to where the side of the road is. And I've actually seen that right before. Yeah. yeah. So and things like that. That's what I think about. So there's different pros and cons. Interesting too. world. Uh, quickly, I wanted to mention a little bit of we talked talked about gasoline for the show uh ethanol gasoline uh all vehicle engines can use e10 e10 is what uh is on most of the pumps i think now um only flex fuel and light duty vehicles with a model year after 2001 can use e15 
And then flex fuel vehicles. You know, we bought my daughter a uh, Nissan Versa Quest, and it has this little flex fuel logo thing on the back, and we didn't know what that was. But that means they can use any ethanol blends up to E85. And read your owner's manual on that yes. if you do use E85 because it's there's something. I can't remember exactly what it is, but you can't just go put it in right on top of regular fuel or something. Oh, okay. There's, and that may not be right, but there's something to it. It's not right. quite point blank. Right. So ethanol uh, helps keep help meet the uh, federal fuel pollution air regulations. Uh, it helps... Uh, get our nation away from energy independence and it's uh, ethanol is an octane booster that's why a lot of it is in the, the e10 is in the regular gasoline but the cons are it's uh, got less energy 33 percent less energy content than gasoline so it does lower your gas mileage um, it the corn that's used for ethanol uh, if far- farmers are growing car- corn for ethanol, they're not raising food for the planet. And uh, it's corrosive if you're not using it in a engine that's made for it. So anyway, this is from the U.S. Energy Information Administration, and we'll have that information on our website. But first, we're going to go to Frank from Forest. Thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. Frank, hey, are Frank. you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm here. So, uh, I'm not trying to determine whether I have a fuel pump problem or a fuel pump pressure relay. I have an 03 Chevy Avalanche. Uh, when you turn the key on, the fuel pump don't always come on. Then, okay. And when it come on, it's tied up. So I'm debating about whether I need to change the fuel pump. Uh Right. Yeah, that's a, a electrical testing thing. When it doesn't come on, that's when I'd want to know, on. are you actually getting power to your fuel pump? And you, you can't tell that without dropping the tank on that, that big of a vehicle. Uh, you need to kind of check into that a little bit. On the fuel pump relay, you can switch it with one of the same size and see if that eliminates that problem that, that it's always cranking, and then you would know it was the relay. That's one way to test a relay, uh, kind of a quick way to do that. But I would be wondering, what it, I'd be Googling like an intermittent problem. Intermittent problems can be hard to figure out, but something, I don't think it's your fuel pump. I think something else is going on. Yeah, well, it's crank. You turn it on, it's been over, but it don't crank. If you don't hit a fuel pump arm, it's not going to stop. Right. Something's intermittently not giving that fuel pump power. Okay. And that's an electrical. That's an electrical of some sort. But you, I see you were asking about the relay. That That's one way to check the relay. Just switch it with one that's just like it under the fuse box under the hood. Okay. I tried it. I bought another one, but I was had to put it in and check it out. Okay. okay. Thanks. Thank- Thanks, Frank. We appreciate you calling in. Uh, now we've got truck driver Soha. We're glad you called in. Drive safely. Thank you. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I had a 2011 uh, Infiniti G37, and lately uh, it starts making noise, and noise to me like, uh, sounds like, uh, um, I don't know, diesel engine. Um, just want to know... Um, in my opinion, I think it's like a timing belt or something. I just want to know what's uh, uh, your opinion. Have you uh, done the spark plugs on the recommended interval? No. 
then they probably have a misfire. Do you have a check engine light on? Uh, yes, I do. That's probably what's going on, and it's just causing a misfire. Get that fixed ASAP. Oh, okay. Have that looked at. And have that code read. Have you had the code read on the check engine light? No. Yeah. That, I'm, I'm going to kind of point in that direction. All right. Okay, then thank you so much. You're very welcome. We're so glad you called in. Next, let's go to Tupelo. Scott, thanks for calling in. Thank you. Uh, Yes, I got a O2 Camry, and uh, are you? It's got struts on the front end, and I was wondering if uh, if I need to change them periodically, or do they have a lifetime warranty? Uh, usually around 200,000, you'll start seeing wear in struts on on vehicles. What you do is just uh, get on the front or the rear of the car, whichever one you're checking, bounce that car, and if it just bounces just a couple of times and then, then settles itself, then you're okay. If it just keeps bouncing kind of like a cloud, uh, feels like a cloud when you're driving, then you probably need struts. Would you be, is that something I could do in the driveway, like on a Saturday, or do you have to have special tools to do that, or? Yeah, you have to compress the springs, and you can either buy them with the springs already together, and but that costs more, or you can take it out, and you'll take the strut with the spring all together out. Do not separate them, because that's under a lot of pressure, and then take that to a shop and have them do that. Or there are a lot of DIYers who, who rent the spring compressor tool and do that at home, and you can rent those from Auto Parts Store. So that's okay. your different outlets for that. So it'd probably be best just to have somebody do it, huh? I it wonder is. if that car has got struts on the rear end, or has it got regular shocks? Probably has both. They're just separate, not within each other. The rear ends usually is so easy to replace struts because you just unbolt them and bolt them right back in. But the front is the struts inside the spring. It's a, you know, it's all together. So that's a different story. You have to get the spring off of there. Okay. To replace right, it. One other question. What about well, a Well, Scott, I'm sorry. You'll need to email us. Our email is auto at mpbonline.org because we're plumb out of time, Allison. Another and still hour. Have a couple of calls. I'm so sorry. Darn it. So we've appreciated uh, uh, Jason Klein uh, answering our phone for us. Jay White, you're awesome. You're the best. You're the greatest at MPB. I love you. <laughs> so for Allison Walker, who you can follow on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, see in person, the Lady Alda Mechanic, I'm Liz Gill. Up next is our Thursday Southern Remedy Show, Kids and Teens, with Dr. Morgan McLeod. But we hope you'll join us next Thursday at 10 a.m. for AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.